Hi guys. Uh, so again, like Jeff mentioned, this is a series of classes we are doing, uh, Grow Your Wealth series, or you can call it the Money series, right? So I think uh, we we are using both those those terms. So it's the same thing. All right. Welcome everybody. So uh, I am uh, Joseph James. I'm with ROI Muse. ROI Muse has a tight partnership with Real Estate IQ. So we are trying to bring everything you need, not only the data perspective, the tools, and the training. So that's the, that's why we are partnered to give you the complete solution. Right. So uh, let's get started here. So myself, a little bit about myself, Joseph James. I'm the founder and CEO of ROI Muse. Uh, I've been a real estate investor for more than 10 years. I'm currently a commercial real estate broker. Uh, in Dallas, Texas, and um, I'm also a real estate investment and business coach. We do some one-on-one coaching, and then I'm also looking at putting a, uh, in a, a group coaching program together as well. So if anybody's interested in any of those, you can reach out to me uh, after the meeting. All right, so a little bit about ROI Muse. Uh, we have been in business uh, for, uh, we launched last year uh, with a pilot group, and then uh, beginning of this year is when we really uh, went live. So we are still a relatively new company. Uh, we, uh, you know, we have a lot of tools to offer you, but there'll be a whole lot more tools uh, coming your way, right? So uh, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that at the end as well. So here's what we're going to talk about today: how to fix and flip deals without losing money, right? So that's the main topic for today: uh, how do you fix and flip without, you know, without losing your money, right? So that is what. Uh, so we're going to talk about the fix and flip process. Uh, we're going to talk about how to avoid the most common mistakes that most uh, newbies or people who are new in the business. Think about it this way. If, even if you've done one or two flips and you've been successful in it, uh, typically, you know, we don't consider, you know, you should not consider yourself as an expert until you've done at least five or six deals, flips, right? Because every deal is going to be different. Something new is going to come up, right? So until you have maybe five or five to six deals done, fix and flips done, you know, just make sure that you have exercise a lot more caution because you're still learning in during that time frame. Uh, we want to talk about how to analyze deals for profit, right? So because we want to make the right offers based on our investment criteria. So I'm going to tell you how you can set your investment criteria as well. And then how to calculate maximum offer, right? So we want to make sure that you know, we don't go, you know, get into a bidding war and then end up paying more for a property and then not make any money, right? Nobody wants to do that. And then uh, then we're going to do a live case study. I'll show you exactly how to analyze, uh, you know, a fix and flip deal. All right, uh, take notes. Uh, if you have a notepad, make sure you're taking notes and stick around till the end. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, you'll be entered into the into the raffle. And also we have some free gifts to, uh, talk, to you, talk to you as well. So make sure you stick around till the end. Uh, you know, if you are on your phone, I highly recommend that you switch over to a laptop or a desktop computer because uh, we have, second half of this training we'll be doing a live case study, and and it will you'll benefit a lot if you are actually uh, on a laptop or a you know desktop computer. All right, so um, think about some happy thoughts. You know, we are all here to learn and make uh, and grow in our careers and also to make a lot of money, right? So whatever your motivation is, whatever your why is, you know, some of us, it's uh, spending more time with family and friends. You know, for some of us, it's uh, traveling to exotic locations or, some, you know, for a lot of us, it's also, you know, paying back, right? What can we do to help, you know, somebody who's not as fortunate as us, you know, but before we can help others, we need to make sure we take care of ourselves, right? So, um, so, Put your mind at ease and uh, let's focus on the training. There's a lot of materials to cover. I'm going to go through it very fast. So, you know, make sure that you're 
uh, laser focused and you know remove any distractions you have. All right, so here's the fix and flip process. Uh, let me go through here. So first is you need to find a deal, right? Without finding a deal, you can't do anything, right? That's the first step is to find the deal. Then you have to analyze the property. So we're going to focus this training on that second bubble on how to analyze the property and what's all involved in doing, you know, into that analysis side. Then, you know, you have to make an offer for the property, right? It doesn't matter whether you're going to get that property or not. Until you make an offer, you don't get it. Like most investors will make like hundreds of offers and then they may get one or two, right? So you have to get into the habit of making offers. Uh, you know, with, you know, like I said, without offers, you're not going to get anything. Now, then you have to fund the property, right? So if you funding, you know, it could be your own money. Uh, in a lot of times, it's going to be using the bank's money or a hard money loan or your partner's money, right? So other people's money, OPM, right? So those are different sources. Uh, typically, uh, the rule of thumb or the general saying is, if you find a good deal, money will find you, right? There's plenty of places you can go to find money, you know, but if the good, if the deal is good, if the deal is not good, then it's not, no, it's not, it'd be very hard to get it funded. All right, so we'll talk, we'll talk about that as we go through. And each of these will have separate classes for each of these uh, steps, right? So right now, today, we're going to focus on the deal analysis side. All right, then you have to do the rehab uh, if it's, you know, fix and flip, right? You have to fix it up, right? So you have to know how to work with the contractor you know, how to work with the city uh, to get the permits or whatever you need. Uh, you need you need to know how to manage the contractors and how to keep your expenses uh, to, based on what you need for the property to accomplish your goals, right? So we're not talking about overdoing your rehab where, you know, you will overspend and then that's going to eat away from your profit. At the same time, you're not going to underspend and, you know, do a shoddy job where nobody wants to buy that home, right? So that is a kind of a balance that we need to know, you know, when we are rehabbing for flips. And then last step is, you know, you have to sell the property and selling the property also involves several steps, right? You know, you have to, you know, you have to prepare the marketing materials. You, you have to, you know, list it on MLS with a real estate agent or by yourself or, you know, and then, uh, you know, there'll be a buyer, you know, would make you an offer. And then you have to decide if that you want to accept the offer and, you know, uh, what the terms of that offer would be. And, you know, and, uh, you know, all of, there's a lot more steps involved in that as well, right? So as well as inspections and appraisals and, you know, title commitment, you know, and eventually closing. So, so, so this whole process might take about, you know, six months, right? You know, so a lot of the time people make a mistake thinking that, okay, I can get it done in one month. So let's think about it, right? You find the property. Okay, that's done. That's day zero. I mean, you analyze the property and you make an offer. I think day zero is when the offer is accepted, right? So you have the offer accepted. Now, you know, it may take you a month or two to get the rehab done, right? So, uh, so you know, so that might take one or two months. Then once you have the rehab done, you have to put it back on the market. It might take maybe another 30 days to get the property under contract. And then once it's under contract, it might take another 30, 30 to 40 days to close, right? So you're already looking at maybe four months in the best case scenario, right? And if things don't go as well, you know, if the, you know, the rehab takes a little bit longer or, you know, it takes a little bit longer for you to get the property under contract. So typically it may take four to six months to get a flip deal done, right? Unless you're really, really good at it, you have really good systems in place, uh, you may be able to get it done quicker, right? So um, any, anyway, it might take at least three months to get, get this done. 
All right, so let's talk about two critical skills that you must master. You know, if you're a real estate investor uh, wanting to do flipping, so number one is marketing for deals. Like we already talked about, you know, where do you find deals? You know, without finding good deals, you can't do this, right? So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more details of that. Uh, then the second is analyzing deals. And there are various aspects to analyzing the deal. So we'll cover all of that uh, today. So that's our primary focus today as well. All right, so where do you find the deals? So number one, where do you find the deals is MLS, right? Uh, multiple listing service, which is what uh, all realtors use. Uh, so there are going to be some distressed properties or some discounted properties on MLS. Uh, Real Estate IQ has a tool called um, deal, you know, MLS Deal Finder. Uh, MLS Deal Finder will help you uh, identify deals that are, you know, maybe, you know, offered below market, right? So you can go in there and, you know, take a look at, at least it'll shortlist a number of properties for you to look at, right? So, so you can find deals that way. Uh, you can contact uh, homes that are for sale by owner uh, you can go to auctions, right? There is courthouse auctions every 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 month. Uh, so you can go to the county you are in or different counties nearby uh, and attend those auctions. And there are also online auctions, right? In different places. Uh, REO is uh, real estate owned. So these are also typically, sometimes these are listed on MLS, sometimes they are auctioned off uh, from different sites. So you need to you know, find those sources for that. And then off-market deals, like you know, the best deals are found when you can find off-market deals. And, but it also requires a lot more work, right? So we'll, uh, we'll, let's, let's talk about you know, what are some of the sources for off-market deals. So number one is pre-foreclosures. So basically the property you know, is going to auction, right? So we want to try to you know, get to them and get it on the contract before it goes to auction, right? So, uh, so that is, there are providers uh, of lists of lists of properties that go into auction this month or next month. Uh, appointment of substitute trustee. This is like the first indication that you know the bank is getting ready to foreclose, right? Because typically, you know, when you buy a home, uh, you know, part of your deed of trust, you know, there is a trustee uh, in appointed. But those trustees are not, you know, the ones that are going to be working on the foreclosures. So typically, what the banks will do is they'll appoint a different trustee, trustee who specializes in the foreclosure process. So appointment of substitute trustee is like the first indication that I mean, obviously, obviously there are some default notices and things like that before uh, that you can maybe have access to. But appointment of substitute trustee is like you know this is now getting serious. Now the bank is starting the process of foreclosure. Uh, tax delinquencies, right? If people don't pay their property taxes, you know, it could be because of a, it could be a sign of, you know, uh, financial distress, right? They're going through some financial troubles, you know, where they're not able to make their property taxes. And, the, you know, when that happens, the, the county is going to uh, foreclose on them, right? So if we can get to them, you know, we're trying to solve their issues, right? If we can get them out of that situation they're in, you know, and it could be a win-win for them and win-win for us, right? So, um, so those are, Again, an indication of that. Uh, probate, you know, uh, somebody passed away, you know, and, you know, the heirs don't know what to do with the property or, you know, they want to just sell it because they don't want to be able to, uh, you know, fight over, you know, who gets what. So uh, whatever that situation is, you know, so that is typically that's something that you had to work with the probate attorneys and things like that. Uh, divorces, right? You know, when people, you know, unfortunately, there's plenty of divorces around. And when people get divorced, you know, they want to sell the property and they want to sell it quickly, right? Because they they can't stand each other for whatever reason, right? So they want, they want out of that uh, as soon as possible. Now, absentee owners, you know, you can look at, you know, investors or absentee owners that, 
you know, maybe, you know, you can look at the billing address and the property address and they're different. Typically that's an absentee owner, right? So that means that they are not living there at the property. And then you can, sometimes you can look at senior citizens, you know, a lot of senior citizens, uh, maybe 65 plus, they're looking to downsize, right? Uh, or maybe move into a retirement home or retirement community. So, and they also have, if they've lived there for a long time, they also have a lot of equity in the home, right? So you might be able to, you know, find some deals uh, working with them. And some of those properties might need a lot of work too, right? So it may not be, they may not get a lot of value by just listing it on MLS because, you know, home needs a lot of work. You know, some of homes have not been updated for 30, 40 years, right? So it needs, it needs some work before it can get the market value. Uh, vacant properties, uh, there are several techniques you can use to find vacant properties. Uh, obviously one of them is, you know, looking at, you know, which homes have no water connection, right? Which homes have no electric connection. Um, you know, you can have your mailman look for, you know, uh, properties that are, you know, you know, grass is too tall or, you know, there is mail lying around. You know, those are all signs of, you know, there's nobody living there, right? So that chances are somebody's going to be wanting to sell that property. And code violations, especially when it comes to commercial properties or multifamily, you know, if you see code violations and evictions, uh, you know, typically, you know, it could be an indication of, you know, the seller just want, you know, might be had enough of it, you know, they just want out, right? You know, they, they're more motivated because of all the issues they're facing. So these are some of the things. And uh, again, uh, you know, a plug for Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ provide most of this data, right? So pre-procurators, appointment of substitute trustees, uh, probate, tax delinquencies, divorce. Uh, I think, you know, even the absentee owners, senior citizens, that's all part of the county data, which is included uh, in, 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 in Real Estate IQ data. Right. So take advantage of that. All right. Now we're going to get into how to analyze the deals. All right. So let's talk about what goes into analyzing the deals. The number one is determining ARV. Uh, so if you don't know what ARV stands for, it's after repair value. Right. After if you know, so you can buy the property, let's say for hundred thousand dollars, but when you fix it up, it may be worth the market value of a fixed up property may be worth you know, $200,000, right? So that's the ARV after repair value of the property. And, you know, you typically do that by looking at comms. You can also get an appraisal done with a professional appraiser who will factor in how much money you're going to put in for the rehab. And once you're done improving the property, you know, how much it may be worth, right? So those are a couple of ways you can do that. And um, also, like I mentioned before, like Real Estate IQ, we heard that on the testimonial, like Real Estate IQ has, uh, the the comps also, right? So you can take those uh, at least as a starting point. All right, then you have to estimate rehab costs. Uh, so that is something that comes with experience, right? So if you're starting out, I highly, highly don't, uh, I recommend that you work with a, a good contractor, right? And after you've done it a few times, you may be able to do the estimate yourself. ROI Muse actually provides a tool uh, for estimating rehabs, but you need to know you know, how much things are going to cost, right? So you really have to at least, first few deals, just make sure you're working with a good contractor. You know, that's the last thing you want to do is screw up on your on your rehab. And then you have to calculate your ROI, right? To see how much returns am I going to get? Is it going to meet my financial goals, right? So that's calculating your return on investment. So that is also a key step, you know? So that's again, what ROI Muse comes in, where you can analyze the deal to make sure these numbers are going to meet, um, and then also determining the maximum offer. So, uh, so determining the ARV, you can use real estate IQ, you know, the rehab estimate, use your contractor or use a calculator in ROI Muse, 
calculate the ROI in the ROI Muse and also calculate the maximum offer in ROI Muse. So that's that's the whole whole thing, right? So you find your deals, you know, or do the finding your deals and determining the after repair value. Uh, you know, is using the you know. So that's why I said before that with real estate IQ and ROI Muse partnership, you know, we are trying to bring everything for you, right? So it's an end-to-end life cycle of a deal. All right, so let's take a look at this. Um, ARV, and this, I see this all the time. Like I get emails from the wholesalers or you know some realtors saying ARV is $200,000, purchase price is $150,000, rehab estimate is $25,000, gross profit is $25,000. When if you look at the math, math is correct, right? $150,000 plus $25,000 plus $25,000 is going to give you the $200,000. But, but what is wrong with this picture? You know, this is far, much, much farther from the truth, right? So this is where, you know, people who don't understand how this thing works get taken advantage of. You know, somebody will go get this deal like this and they will lose money on this deal, right? If you, if you try to flip this deal, right? So we, that's what I want to talk about today in, you know, what are some of the common mistakes to avoid? So number one is ARV, right? We want to make sure that we get the ARV uh, as much correct as possible, right? So uh, if you uh, overestimate, you know, ARV or go with somebody's number, you know, somebody told you that it's $200,000, but it's only only 190, you know, you already, you know, starting at a disadvantage, right? So make sure your ARV after repair value is correct. And I'm going to teach you some techniques today. Um, understa- understated rehab estimate, you know, so if the rehab estimate is really going to take $25,000, then you want to make sure that number is as accurate or close to real as possible. There's always going to be some fluctuation, right? So most of the time you want to add in some contingency, maybe 5% to 10% contingency. So if you're looking for a, you know, a $20,000 rehab, maybe add in another $2,000 for, you know, something surprises that may come up. So that's like a 10% contingency, right? And then, this is a big one, not accounting for the typical cost. So there's a lot more other factors, you know, as part of flipping a deal. So you're carrying costs, right? You know, when you, when you, that, that six month period I told you might take for you to do a flip or the four months or whatever it is, you're paying the property taxes, you're paying the property insurance, you're paying the utilities, you know, during that time, right? You're paying, you know, you're paying, you know, other, you know, landscaping, you know, there's a bunch of other things that you need to take care of while you're working on your rehab. Uh, and the financing costs, right? Now, when you have, if you are to buy with cash, okay, that's fine. But if you're financing the deal, you have to pay the interest for the hard money, or you may, if you're borrowing money from a private person, then you may have to, you know, pay them an interest. You know, they may charge a point upfront or lender fees. Uh, th- those things all need to be factored in. Now, for closing costs, uh, your title fees, your escrow fees, you know, attorney fees, and also real estate commissions, right? Which is a big big factor, right? And if you're going to use a realtor to list the property for you, uh, you have to account for that real estate cost, right? So that's how that's how you make sure you're, you're doing it the right way when you analyze the property. So you avoid any mistakes or you avoid getting into a wrong deal where you may lose money. All right, and then getting the financing right. So there are so many different options for you to get the property financed. You just have to figure out you know what what's available for you right so if you have a you know a relative who has money who wants to give you the money then use their money right they may be able to give it to you for a much lesser cost than going through a straight hard money lender so you have to kind of figure out how to get better at financing and funding the deal all right so now we are going to talk about arv which is after repair value or also known as market value 
So let's talk about how does the market work? You know, just with, uh, with everything else, it's supply and demand, right? If there is more demand, then the prices go up, right? You know, so that's typically what happens based on market cycles. If there's more supply than demand, prices go down. So, so you need to be aware of, you know, what is the market cycle we are in right now? So, uh, and talk to your realtors, you know, you should have a team, you know, if you're a real estate investor, you should have a team that has a hard money lender, a traditional lender, a real estate agent, uh, you know, an inspector, and, and, and maybe a coach or mentor, right? So those are typically the most important factors uh, or things that you need, right? So, uh, so make sure that you understand what the market is and how the market is trending, right? And what is the current market statistics uh, that you can look at. All right, so what is the definition of market value, right? So this is one, this is a really good one uh, that you need to understand this, right? So market value uh, in its definition is the highest price a ready, willing, and able buyer would pay and the lowest price a ready, willing, and able seller would accept, neither being under any pressure to act. Right, so that is the definition of market value. Like right? that's a that's a lot of <laughs> lot of lot of stuff in there. I think it boils down to you know market value is decided by the market, right? You know you can't dictate the market value, right? It's decided by you know how much other similar properties are selling in the neighborhood, right? So and at that current time, so the market value could be you know up, you know you know when the market is really hot, or it could be down, right? When the market is low. Right, so you can't really go in with the assumption that, yeah, I bought this property five years ago for, you know, two hundred thousand dollars, so the 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 value should be two hundred fifty now, right? You don't know that it could be below two hundred thousand now based on where the market is, and then uh, there are a couple more uh, definitions that you should be aware of. So assessed value, uh, that is usually the one that's used for tax, right? So when you go to the you know county tax record, you will see a value, right? So that is typically how the taxes, property taxes are calculated. And it may be completely, it may be close to the market value, but it may be completely off, right? But understand that people are going to buy the property based on the market value, not based on the assessed value. So you need to understand the difference between the two. And also the appraised value, right? Appraised value is what an, you know, an appraiser, a licensed appraiser will come up with for the value of the property. So typically when you go to tell the property, a lender is going to send an appraiser, right? So even if you think that your property is really great and you know, you're going to get a buyer to pay a little bit more for your property, you know, the appraiser may come back and not give you that full price and then the deal falls off, right? Now you have to start all over, right? Because the buyer cannot come up with that extra difference. So you need to, you need to understand all these differences so you know that when you get on the contract, you know, you don't want to put it on the contract for if it's, especially if it's, you know, if the buyer is having financing uh, through a lender, you need to make sure that, you know, you're pricing this property where it will appraise, right? So again, you know, if you're not that familiar with it, you know, use a good realtor to help you with that. All right, so what are the, some of the factors that affect market value? Uh, in real estate, we all know it's location, 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 right? You know, I don't have to say that. I think all of you know that already. Uh, second is condition of the property. So it's the, usually what we say is, you know, price and condition, right? If this price right and the condition is good, then your property should sell quickly. Uh, when we talk, then we can talk about amenities, right? Amenities, you know, for the home, you know, if it has a swimming pool or, you know, whatever, right? You know, or, or for the neighborhood, right? The neighborhood may have a park or walking trail or, something that's attractive, you know, maybe golf course, um, you know, lake view, whatever, right? So those are all amenities. And then you also have the, the city amenities, right? So you look at, you know, what are people looking for for their lifestyle, 
right? You know, what what is more attractive attractive for people to want to you know pay a good price for that for your home? Uh, then you're looking at market conditions, right? Now the next few are market conditions. So we're looking at current inventory on the market. When we talk about current inventory, those are typically in months, right? We'll say, okay, we have three months worth of inventory, or we have six months worth of inventory, or the inventory is so low, we only have, you know, one month worth of inventory, right? So the 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 lower the number, the better, right? So if there's only one month worth of inventory, then that's a good area for you to go. You do your flip, right? Because if you as soon as your flip is done the chances are you'll be able to sell it much quicker, right? But if the inventory is too high, the six months of inventory, you have to factor that into your, assumption, into your assumptions so that it may take you six months to, you know, get on the contract, right? Unless your house is really priced below market, right? So, uh, so make sure that you understand the market conditions. Uh, changes in the local landscape, right? This is very important, right? A lot of the time, you know, you know, the economy is good or bad, then you also know the local conditions, like hey, if somebody's building, you know, there's a, you know, like Toyota moving to Frisco, right? So that is, or Plano, right? So to, that is a huge change in local landscape, right? That's going to create a lot of demand in that area, you know, things like that. Nebraska Furniture Mart moving to Colony, right? So those like, you know, or State Farm, you know, coming to, you know, uh, Richardson or, you know, so those are all, big you know local changes in local landscape right so you should be aware of what's happening uh, in the local landscape so you can you know maybe you know capitalize on that and then obviously market trends right you know i mentioned before is the market appreciating or is the market declining so if the market is appreciating then you know maybe you know there's more demand and you know prices are going up so maybe you have some flexibility but if the market is declining you have to be very very conservative right because by the time you do the rehab what if you think that your ARV is going to be $200,000 and six months later, the ARV is only 190, right? Because the market declined. So you need to kind of know what's happening in the market and what the trends are as well. So those are some of the things that you should be aware of. And then let's talk about what does not affect the market value, right? So what you paid for the home, how much you paid for the rehab has no bearing on the market value, right? You know, I mean, we all like our neighbor, Bob, right? Neighbor Bob always knows better than anybody else uh, so this is a joke among realtors anyway. So uh, so what neighbor Bob says does not matter. You know, what you need out of the property, that does not matter, right? You can say that yeah, I need at least, make at least $20,000 profit. You know, that doesn't matter. Market dictates how much you can sell it for, right? And and the cost to rebuild today, you know, you, can, you, know, you cannot say that this house, if I need to rebuild this today in this location is going to take you maybe $300,000, so I need $300,000. No, that's absolutely not going to happen, right? It'd be based on what other properties are selling in the neighborhood. So that's another reason why we don't want to over-improve the property. We want to kind of improve it to the market standards. Uh, now, when you're coming to pricing the home correctly, this is another really important aspect of flipping. You know, we need to know what sells, you know, so, you know, price and condition, like I mentioned before. And typically, what are people looking for? You know, people are looking for you know, uh, you know, depending on the price point, right? Most of the time you can say that people are looking for a nice kitchen and a nice master bath, right? Those are, you know, so if you make enough improvements to those two, the chances are that it's going to help you sell quicker, right? Uh, if you add any space, um, obviously that's going to add to the square footage and also increase the value of the property, right? So, uh, and when you get to flipping a more high-end property, uh, let's say, you know, 500 plus or million, close to a million dollar, 
properties, then you have to also look at outdoor living space because at that segment of the demographics, you know, it's very important that they have a really nice outdoor living area, like a pool and, you know, a nice kitchen and a nice patio and those things. Right? So you'd understand, you know, what, where to spend the money when you're rehabbing to get the highest price and also not to get the highest price also to sell the property as quickly as possible, right? Because all of that factors in your profit. And then you also also understand window of opportunity. This is very, very important, right? So window of opportunity means that when you list the property, the chances are it's going to get on the contract within the first 14 days. If you don't get the property under contract for the first 14 days, then the chances are the property may sit on the market for longer, right? So that's why pricing it correct in the and marketing it very aggressively in the very beginning is the very important, right? Because if you put the price way too high, and if the property doesn't get on the contract, then what's going to happen is, you know, people are going to think that, oh, this property is something wrong with it because it's been on the market for 30 days, 40 days, right? And then it may sit there for a long time and you may drop the price, but you're always going to be playing catch up, right? Because, you know, so that's why you understand that pricing is, you know, pricing the home correct uh, is very important uh, if you're trying to flip the property. And also the ARV is going to be different. So if you're trying to flip the property, I would say that, especially if you're, uh, using a hard money loan or something like that, make sure the ARV is something that, you know, based on your market analysis to say that I can sell this property within 30 days at the most. I know, I'm, when I say sell, meaning at least get it under contract, you know, within the first 14 days or 30 days at the most, right? So you have the prices according to that. Uh, if you're doing a, you know, a rental property, then you may be able to go with a, you know, a little bit more, a favorable ARV, but when you're trying to flip it, just be very very conservative on your ARV, right? Because you want to get out of that deal, sell it quickly, so you can go and do it again. All right, so now let's talk about rehab estimate. Uh, so ROI Muse has a tool where you can go and do the rehab estimate, uh, but that is for people that have experience in doing this, right? So the big six, right? So if you have, have two columns here. So big six uh, is the roof, foundation, anything structural, uh, electric, plumbing, and AC, right? So these are your big items. So you have to make sure that you have the right inspection done, uh, or you know, if you're doing a major flip, you know, at least have an inspector check these major items. You know, to say, you know, roof, foundation, roof is good, foundation is good, you know, structural, no structural issues, and electric, plumbing, and HVAC. So do at least, so make sure that at least you inspect that. But if you do, if you should probably do a full inspection, but at least inspect the major items. Now, the other items are mostly considered cosmetic, so uh, appliances. You know, windows and doors, you know, cosmetics like paint and flooring, uh, landscaping, you know, you know, pool resurfacing or, you know, maybe fence repairs, uh, exterior, uh, you know, any work, you know, siding and, you know, things like that. Uh, fixtures, like both plumbing fixtures, you know, light fixtures uh, and cleaning and trash out and, you know, trash containers and things like that, right? So those are all some of the costs. And there are others in, in the, in the, that you need to consider when you do the rehab estimate, but these are some of the common ones, right? So make sure that you understand how much each of them cost based on the price point, right? So if you're going to do a million dollar flip, you know, you're going to be putting in a really nice, you know, you know, like a, you know, six burner, you know, you know, like a commercial stove, right? Versus if you're flipping a $200,000 home, you'll go with a cheaper, you know, stove, right? So, so make sure that you understand, you know, that there are difference between, uh, the, you know, the rehab estimates based on the price point you're working in. All right, so let's talk about the financing expenses. So assume that you're going to get a hard money lender or a private lender, 
uh, you know, so you may have some interest payments. Uh, you have origination fees, uh, which is how much points they're going to charge you. You know, they may have something called a discount points, and uh, you know, you know, so lender fees, uh, appraisal fees, recording fees, and more. Right. So make sure that you have a good grasp of some of the typical cost involved by involved in getting a loan and 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 you know you know keeping that you know loan um, you know in payment until you can flip the property all right some of the other expenses when we talk about operating expenses you know taxes property taxes right insurance on the property um, you know you may you know and hoa if there's hoa uh, utilities right so you need to have water electricity and you know things like that um, you know while you're doing the rehab so all of that also you need to understand, you know, and, and factor all those in, in your, in your analysis, right? So, because, so now you get a picture why when we say about, you know, ARV, you know, is $200,000, purchase price is 150, and then the rehab is 25, you know, that number or that picture, you know, that was sent to you does not include any of the things that we're talking about, like the financing costs, operating costs, and things like that. So, but you should educate yourself on how to factor in all these things. And then when you go to sell the property, typically, you know, depending on where you are, uh, in Texas, for example, though the, at least in Dallas, for example, uh, the seller typically pays the title, right? And then the escrow, you know, seller has their own escrow fees, buyer has their own escrow fee, right? Uh, real estate commissions, you know, seller typically pays the real estate commissions and then survey and inspection and things like that, right? So you have to kind of, factor in some of those costs when you acquire the property and also when you sell the property. Now, one thing I don't have in here is also, you should also think about the different exit strategies, right? So if, what if you can't flip it, you know, for what you think, you know, going in, then you should also have maybe one or two other, you know, you know strategies. Maybe you can, you know, rent it for a while, or maybe you can, you know, do a lease option or owner financing or, you know, wrap around mortgage. So some of the creative, financing that you can you know you should know about so in case that you can't flip at least you should be able to you know fall back on some of the other strategies as well all right so we're going to go into the case study now and so before we do that uh, jeff do we have any questions uh, Folks, if so you have any questions you can uh, put into the q a section Yep. So far, Joe, we don't have any questions yet. But guys, uh, if you have any other questions, you can put it in the Q&A box or the chat box, and I'll be collating them. And by the Q&A part, we'll be uh, answering your questions, or Joe will be answering your questions. All right. Okay. So let's move on to the case study then. Uh, so this is today we're going to take a look at fix and flip, right? So that's the whole idea for the class today. So this example here, we have come up with the market value or ARV of $300,000. Our purchase price is $180,000 and our rehab estimate is 45,000. Okay. <clears throat> now we estimate this is going to take six months and we're going to finance it using hard money and the interest rate that we can get is 14% and we also need to pay three points uh, to secure this loan, right? So those, those are what you know, we have come up with. Now let's go and take a look at how to analyze this deal. All right, so let me go back into, <clears throat> okay, so this is ROI Muse. Uh, I'll log out here so I can show you what that looks like. It's ROI Muse, uh, one word. Um, so you can see uh, what the tools we have here is commercial, deal analysis, commercial lease analysis. Uh, we also have the residential fix and flip, residential rental analysis, and also the BRRRR uh, strategy analysis. Like, uh, so that's another you know, strategy for buy and hold, 
right? So we are, what we're going to be doing today is fix and flip analysis. But I'll also show you if the deal does not sell, what that may look like for a, you know, for a rental as well. All right, let me go log in here. All right, so we're going to go into residential deal analysis. And I just started this one here called sample fix and flip. All right, so this is how the, the our ROI Muse tool looks like. So I'll show you, these are the strategies we currently have. So these first four strategies are for buy and hold, right? So if you want to do a brr using hard money or private money, uh, you can also do a brr strategy with all cash. Uh, rental property, you know, this is straightforward, bank financed. And what we're going to be talking about is these two today, you know, fix and flip with all cash and fix and flip with hard money. So let's go into fix and flip with hard money first. So uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to do the other example, you know, before we get into this one, we're going to do the other one first, you know, so $200,000 ARV, uh, we're going to buy it for $150,000 and we're going to put $25,000 rehab. And let's say this property will rent for about 1900. Okay, it doesn't really matter for fix and flip, but I'm just putting it in there. Now that's all you need to enter uh, because all the other are automatically calculated. So let's look at this deal. Look at your gross profit in this one. So if you bought that deal to say that, okay, ARV is $200,000, purchase price is 150 and the rehab is 25 and your gross profit is $25,000, look at your real gross profit. It's going to be you losing about $10,000, $11,000 in this deal, right? Because you didn't factor in all the other costs associated with that or your interest rates and everything. And you can, it gives you the, all the details here. So we're talking about $200,000, we need $35,000 uh, to buy the property, you know, using the hard money. And then you're paying about $10,000 in interest payments, right? And then your operating expenses, your taxes and everything is about $3,000. Your utilities for the six months is about $1,200. And also, you, you know, once you pay off the loan and your commissions and everything, you're going to lose about $12,000 in this deal, right? If, that, if those were the numbers. Now, let's look at, uh, what we have here. So we have, you know, let's say we put this 70% ARV, 14% three. I think that's all good. Everything else is good. We have six months here for selling. So the way this tool works, folks, is, you know, everything you, you will have to set your presets. The system is going to give you some presets when you join, but you will make, make sure that you change it based on what's available for you, right? So for example, I have set my preset to be 2.5% to calculate my property tax. That's based in you know Dallas County or Collin County. I have put in 0.5% for my insurance on this deal. Um, and that's about $1,000. And then here's the financing that I can get. If you can get better financing, let's say you can get it for 12% and you can only get it pay only two points you know, for better financing. And then you, what you can do is then click on this checkbox here to say, save as my new default. Uh, you can, let me expand this one. You can say here. So, so next time you analyze a deal, it will automatically remember uh, that this is the numbers you have available, right? So it will calculate everything based on that. So let's look, look at that. So it's still a loss of $8,000 uh, even after we reduce our financing, right? To 12% and two points. So we're still losing money on this deal. So, um, let's see here. So, uh, so you can see that, you know, where your money is going, right? So this is how you make sure that you avoid the mistakes of getting into a deal like this. So let's say in this deal, you need to get at least, you know, let's say we want, we'll do this deal. We can get $18,000 profit. So you will, you can type in your $18,000 as your criteria, and then click on the recalculate button next to it. Now the system will calculate your maximum offer 
which is 124,000, right? So if you clicked on, if you, you know, if you can buy it for 124,000, you can get that $18,000 profit, right? You know, it's rounded off slightly, but uh, you know, it's, it's in almost 18,000 right there. So, and your ROI, your return on investment is 100%, you know, for that six month period. So if you do two deals a year, you're doubling your money basically by uh, 200%, right? Because you can do it twice a year. Now, uh, so that's how you can calculate uh, how much gross profit you need, right? And you can also calculate based on your return on investment, same concept here, but typically I'll put in uh, how much I need. Now, if you're a wholesaler, what you need to do is you need to know how much your investor is willing to pay. Let's say your investor says that I'll do this deal if I can get $20,000 at least gross profit, then you put in 25,000 and then calculate that price. That's 122. And then you put in your your profit here or your fees here. Let's say you want a $10,000 fee assignment fee on this one. So the maximum offer you should do on this property as a wholesaler is $112,000, right? So this section is for the wholesaler. So if you're a wholesaler, maximum you should pay is 112. That means that your investor can get their $20,000 profit, right? So you can easily flip that contract to an investor whose criteria is $20,000. Now, if the investor can do it for $10,000 for whatever reason, then then you do that, right? And it's very easy to click on that and then it tells you the maximum you should pay is $122 as a wholesaler. If you're a, if you're a direct investor, then the maximum you should pay is $132. So we give you two max val maximum offer values, you know, based on if you're an investor or a wholesaler. So that's that's what that deal looks like. And here's everything that goes into purchasing the property. So you need, you know, purchase price is 132. You need rehab estimate of 25,000. Your purchase and rehab is, um, you know, 157. And then this is how much loan you need. And it, it gives you all the details of what goes into how much money you need to come out of pocket to buy the property and how much profit you're going to make. So this is almost a $10,000 profit on this deal, the way it is underwritten. You know, if you can get the deal for 132. Now, uh, the other way you can look at it is okay. What if you know? Let me go ahead and save this here. And what if I can, uh, you know, what if I can, you know, do a rental instead, right? So if you're going to go, okay, before we go rental, let's go uh, with uh, all cash. What if I bought this property with all cash? Okay, if you bought the property with all cash, you're going to get twenty-one thousand dollar profit, right, on this deal. It's all factored in all the other costs in here. It's already here. But look at your ROI, it's only 13%, right? You know, so who wants, you know, the 20, for all the work we are doing, you know, because you're all a lot of money, you know, $162,000 tied up in the deal, you know, and you're only getting, you know, you know, 26% return at the end of the year for that much money. So, you know, it may not be worth it uh, to buy it with cash. That's why, you know, when you're buying it with the private money or hard money, it looks like it's a much better deal, like, because your money is not tied up. You can do multiple deals if you want to. So, so just, I don't know if you notice that, but you can see here, your total investment when you're buying with cash is 162. Uh, your total investment, if you bought it with hard money, is 25,000, right? So I you know see take it appreciate that right so twenty five thousand versus one hundred sixty two thousand so you don't need a lot of money to do a flip you know if you are the right money partners like in this case we are using a hard money partner all right so let's go back to our case study so we said we were going to do a and we'll we'll go this uh, to okay before we go let me show you an, another strategy on this one so let's say what if you know hey can we hold this property instead. So we can go here and say, you know, hey, hard money, you know, with BRRR. Look at that. That is the $28,000 equity. You're growing your wealth, right? 
that much by that much. Uh, you are also, you know, that's on day one. So you're making that much profit on day one. Your return on equity on day one is 34%. Your ROI is about, you know, uh, 18%. And your, uh, let's see what we put in here for the, so we have uh, 6% for repairs and maintenance. Let's say we put that, we leave that at 5%. Management fee, we'll put it, take it out. We are managing it ourselves. Uh, let's say vacancy, you know, we'll leave the vacancy at five and the capital improvements will make it zero, right? Because in this case, because we just rehab $25,000, so we are not expecting any major major issues. So that's about, a, you know, look at that, you know, 34% yield on the property. And if you're going to sell this property, let's say in two years, that's a 77% yield, right? So even if it's three years, that's almost 60% yield. So you're basically more than doubling your money every two, two to three years, right? So, which is a really good strategy. Uh, if you were thinking about buying and holding properties, then the better strategy is really good for you to, you know, uh, you have to find the properties that will work with this strategy, but you know, this is how you can grow your wealth much quicker. All right, so let's go back and look at uh, a flip with hard money. And uh, we'll, we're going to get into our case study now, the one we I described before. So we say, this is a $300,000 property and we are buying it for $180,000. And we are putting $45,000 renovations. And this property, let's say, will rent for about, you know, uh, maybe $2,500 a month. Okay, so let's look at the numbers. That's all you have to do, right? You just have to enter the four numbers because everything else is already calculated based on your defaults. So this is a $26,000 profit, you know, not bad, you know, uh, but you also have to, uh, this is using the hard money, right? Yes, I think, yes, we did hard money. So, uh, and the hard money, let's make sure that we have the right points here. We said 70% loan to value, 14% interest rate, and we're going to get three points, right? So let's make sure that's correct. And now it's a $22,000 profit, right? But it, this is very close to what you can get because we already say put in six months, you know, which is what we think it's going to take for us to get out of this one. And then we also put in 6% sales commission. We also put $200, maybe we'll make it $300 per month for the carrying cost, I mean, for the other utilities and everything. Uh, we already, already have calculated the rents and, you know, the property tax and, uh, your, you know, and a property insurance. And let's also say that this property has a $400 per year HOA, right? So now let's look at our profits here. So everything is included in this number, the $21,000 profit, everything is included, right? You can see your interest payments through the hard money, your operating expenses, taxes and insurance, your utilities, right? You know, water, sewer, your loan payment, your sales costs, which is your commissions and everything else. And then that's your profit, right? $21,000. So that's how you analyze really, really quick and make sure that you know, you're you know, doing it the professional way so that you can uh, make sure that you know, the chances of you making nice profit would be, you know, it's much better, right? So let's look at what if this deal is, uh, I'll go ahead and save this here. Okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to show you how to create another scenario. So this one is with, uh, uh, this one is actually with hard money, right? So we'll call it flip with hard money and save it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to click on this one here that says um, save as new analysis. So that's going to create me an exact same copy of that deal. So I'm going to change this one to say flip with cash. And I'm going to change my strategy here to say flip with cash as well and go ahead and save it. 
So basically now you can see on the top that I have two deals saved. You can save as many deals as you want, uh, as many scenarios as you want. So this is flip with hard money. This is flip with cash. And then one of our exit strategies, maybe let's go and change this to, uh, we'll create one more and we'll call this one BRRR with hard money. And we'll call it also BRRR, uh, we'll call it, you know, rental with hard money, right? And save it. So now I have three scenarios saved just like that. Um, one is, you know, uh, <clears throat> when did, okay, so we have, I don't know why it didn't save. Okay, there it goes. Okay, I didn't click it long enough. Okay, so now you can see your flip with hard money, flip with cash, and your rental with hard money, right? You can also do another one for rental with cash. Then you can compare them, right? To say, okay, now here in the rental, I'm making a $54,000 profit upfront, which is really good. You basically grew your net worth and your profits by that much, right? So that's how, we, that's how you do it. So, you know, and we have detailed trainings on that. And then there are some more features here. You can share this deal with your lender or to your team. Uh, you can also export a report here uh, and you can also play with the defaults, right? So we are adding more features to this uh, as we go along. Let me show you what that report looks like. So let me find one here, sample deal. The reports are really great uh, to present the deal to your partners or send it to your lender. So we'll make it 75% here. Okay, hopefully you can see that, make it maybe a little bit bigger. So here's the report that I generated by clicking on that PDF icon. So here's the picture of the deal. Here's the, uh, what, what the deal is about. Here's the property overview and property highlights. And here's all the property images. Right? You can add as many images as you want. And then uh, here's your my dashboard. So I have two scenarios here. I have the hard money rental. So this is what that looks like. And then you also have a hard money flip right so this is my hard money flip this is another deal but i just want to show you an example right so that way you can easily send this to your your partners um to see you know uh if they're willing to fund the deal for you right so so that's how you can uh, that way you're not even wasting their time right if you send them if you send them something and then you're going back and forth back and forth wasting everybody's time but if you have you have to be more professional you know treat it like the business right so you're a professional investor treat it like a business so if you can analyze the property and send this report to a partner to say, hey, would you be interested in funding this deal? And here's how much you know, profits we can split. You know, that makes it much more easier for them to you know, see that you, know, that you know what you're doing and they can also easily say that if that's a deal that they'll want to fund on or partner with you on. All right, and then uh, to quickly show you one, one more thing, uh, when, we, when we're doing the uh, BRRR with hard money or any rental thing. We also give you the full cash flow here, right? So you, this is also a good way to learn how to get into commercial because this framework we give you here is how commercial deals are analyzed. So we kind of bringing in some of that, and we also give you a lot of metrics here, like IRR in a cap rate, you know, debt service ratio, payback period, and gross rent multiplier. So all these are important because if you're working with a more sophisticated investment group like a private equity fund or things like that, where you can, if you have a, you know, if you're able to find a private equity or somebody, you know, a bigger group that is buying deals, you can keep feeding them deals all day long, right? Because you don't need to worry about who to sell it to or what, whatever. You just need to know what their, uh, what their condition or what their criteria is, right? So that's very easy for you to talk to them and find out what they're looking for. They may say that I'm looking for a 8% cap rate, right? And you know, here you have the cap rate here, 7.9, right? very close to what they're looking for. 
right? So that's how you can, you know, that's how you can easily, you know, scale up your business working with more sophisticated investors as well. All right, let me go back to our presentation and we'll wrap it up. All right, so Real Estate IQ, our guarantee, you know, you'll always find a deal with Real Estate IQ, right? You just need to subscribe to the data and work the data, you know, and, you know, it, it might take some time, but, you know, or it might be quick, but you will go, you will find deals and you will get deals done. So we are, uh, like I mentioned before, we are offering a 45-minute one-on-one deal finding training. Uh, this is done by the Real Estate IQ uh, team. And then we are also offering a 45-minute one-on-one uh, deal analysis training, and this is done by ROI Muse, my team. So whichever one you want, or you can do both, uh, so you can get a feel for what our tools work like, right? And then uh, here are the freebies, right? So you know, so this is uh, we offer uh, something called a deal of the day. So every day you're going to get a deal that's already analyzed, so you can kind of take a look at you know the anatomy of a deal and kind of learn as you go. And then we also provide some heat maps on. You know where's the most foreclosure happening, and where's the you know the you know the rental index, right? So you can kind of focus on which areas you want to spend your marketing dollars for, right? So those are some of the freebies that's available just for signing up uh, for that. And then, then we also have a community. I'll get back to the Q and A. So we already talked about this. So we have a new community as part of Real Estate IQ, and I personally have a couple of groups there as well that you can sign up, you know, for. So we'll be uh, we'll be working more in those groups as we go along. So get involved so we can also connect you with all the other resources you need, right? You know, if you need realtors or you know, private, you know, hard money lenders or things like that, you can find all the different vendors and uh, you know, other resources uh, once you become part of the community. And you can also chat with others and get, you know, get advice from experts. So uh, let's see here. Uh, mine, I don't see it here, but uh, so... Uh, but you can go to Real Estate IQ and just look for deal analysis, both residential and commercial. So I have, those are two, two of my groups that you can join. Uh, the, the website is realestateiq.co. And ROIMUs, is, I already showed you, is ROIMUs.com. All right. So, uh, so next week, you know, we're going to talk about deal or no deal, right? How to analyze rental properties. Uh, so we're going to talk about next week about, uh, you know, how do you determine your personal investment criteria, right? So I'm going to teach you how you should do that and what you should consider when deciding what your investment criteria is, right? And uh, so that is, that'll be a really good class. That'll really help you uh, to decide, you know, if the deal is a go or no go, right? Because a lot of people ask us, is this a good deal? You know, like it's, that's a loaded question, right? You need to decide what's a good deal for yourself, but I'm going to train you how you can decide for yourself, you know, what's a good deal or not. So that's what we're going to cover next week. So same time, Saturday at noon, uh, make sure you join us. And also uh, tell your friends, right? You know, we, we'd like to share this with everybody as, as much as we can. So uh, make sure that, you know, you invite your friends to come and learn with us also. Thank you so much for attending. And we hope to see you guys again on our future events with Real Estate IQ. Again, Joe. Thank you so much, right. everyone. Have yeah, a no great worries. Day. Thank you all. Hey, yeah, stay, stay safe and, you know, uh, you know, we'll talk soon. All right, bye, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.